0: We've never had a real life diva. Please don't give a warning. Says who does he think he is? I have some stir. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should listen to <sighs> the warning. Oh my god. Okay, let's let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan it. <laughs> 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 real ass bitch, give a bar. What juicy saying like, <laughs> Real ass bitch, Don't my me. Real as a fuck. It is what it is, this and five star day. She a big old freak is a must that I hate. It's a hot girl, summer seat, so you know she got a lit. Really? No she got a lit. Hot girl, summer so seat, you know she got a lit. Really? No she got a lit. Hot girl, hey, summer seat, so hey, you know she hey, got a it. Lit. Hey guys, I'm megan Bisteto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. Welcome to twenty twenty-one. Welcome to the first So Dramatic episode for 2021. Woo! I hope everyone had a nice break. For me, it was only three days and definitely not long enough. I can't believe we're already back into the swing of things. Well, 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 2021. You'll find none of that new year, new me bullshit on this podcast. New year, same me, same cold-hearted, sadistic, lazy, unprofessional bitch reporting for duty on this toxic unreliable fake news podcast actually fuck that i'm gonna leave those labels in 2020 along with my ex i think i've well and truly proven by now that i'm none of those things like so dramatic finished 2020 off as the number one tv and film podcast in the country So I guess that cancels out any claims of me being lazy. Let's address some of the other claims while we're at it. I'll confirm or deny right here, right now. (laughs) Fake news. Well, we all know by now that this podcast is about as far from fake news as Donald Trump is soon to be from the White House. In fact, I'm even gonna go as far to say that So Dramatic is fast becoming one of the most trusted and reliable news sources in the goddamn country. You can even quote me on that. Hashtag Bible as well as retaining the top position on the charts this year. I'm also hoping that I finally get that Walkley Award I deserve. Stranger things have happened. Cold hearted. I have the darkest sense of humor you will find on this side of the equator and skin as thick, capital T H I C, as my thighs. So I'll take that. I can be a little brazen and savage at times. Don't worry. I know (laughs) everyone loves a self-aware bitch sadistic if you consider sliding into D-graders dms and begging people to give me gossip aka doing my job as evil witchcraft and satanism then sure i'll take that too i personally would call it desperate but each to their own it is a badge i wear with pride either way and lastly unprofessional How the hell can I be unprofessional when I don't even work in an office? I barely even leave my house. So that label cannot physically apply to me. It straight up defies logic. Professional conduct does not exist in this inner city one bedroom apartment, but nice try. Anyway, let's try that again with the attitude and charisma of a confident girl walking into 2021, passing go and collecting my $200 and not looking back to see which hotels slash haters I knocked over on Old Kent Road on the way. Your favorite, kind-hearted, humorous, (laughs) hardworking, trusted, professional bitch reporting for duty on this wholesome, reliable and factual news site. Hello, 2021. Hello, new me. Hello, brave new world. Man, I already need a holiday just after doing that intro. It's only January 8th. In my defense, I didn't actually take a holiday this year. No Christmas break, no short hiatus, not even a quick breather for me. I worked through the holidays because the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder, but Megan Pastetto works even harder. I did have two weeks off from recording, but I was busy working on other stuff. I promise I wasn't just getting drunk and weird, although I did get time to do a little bit of that as well. It was killing me not to bring you guys the gossip each week because so much happened during the holidays. As we know, drama never sleeps. I had three days off in total, basically the public holidays all of which was spent researching the Hilaria Baldwin saga, which is the exact same work I do all other 362 days of the year. So basically I had no days off. Then COVID decided to throw a huge tantrum and ruin Christmas and throw everyone's holiday plans into disarray. I hope everyone managed to have at least a little bit of fun over the break. Even Jamie Doran's much-hyped New Year's Eve party was ruined. RIP. But we digress. We soldier on. Guys, I have an important announcement to make. I finally did it. You've been asking for it, and now it's available. So Dramatic merch. All new merch. Go to sodramaticmedia.com, and you will see it all there. I dropped it on December 23, which looking back in hindsight is probably (laughs) the worst time ever to drop merch. It was Christmas Eve Eve. And by that stage, everyone was probably already blind drunk with their head in the gutter, laying in a pool of their own vomit. Not an ideal situation or time to drop. So I've got t-shirts, mugs and tea. It's super cool. Check it out and support the show if you can and if you wish. And if it does well, then I'll look at doing more stuff like more catchphrases, more items, more styles, etc., etc. because I know a lot of you have been asking me for that. Everyone is dying to have RIP me on a T-shirt. So I'll leave the link to the new website in the show notes for you guys to take a look. Anyway, let's get into it. I can't say time is of the essence anymore because we've got a whole year ahead of us. But at the same time, we're not here to fuck spiders. It's not I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. So let's begin. But before we do, it's everyone's favourite time of the episode, housekeeping time. You have to earn your pocket money in this household. I don't want no spoiled brat listeners up in here, up in here. Grab a bucket, grab a mop until Cardi B or Megan Thee Stallion come up with another catchy lyric for me to reuse over and over again. If you could please take a second to leave a rating and review, preferably a five-star rating and a gushing review, actually not preferably, leave a five-star review or I will come to your house and snatch your phone out of your hand and leave a five-star review for myself, myself. Please also subscribe while you're there make sure you're following me on instagram at so dramatic podcast underscore at so dramatic media and at megan pastetto so many instagram accounts so little time join satan's cult aka the facebook community that's so dramatic podcast when you search in groups coming up today you guys have just me no not me not i as delta goodrum would say I'll start back with the guests on Tuesday because basically I've missed you guys and I know that you've missed me too, so I thought we should have a little one-on-one time, get to know each other again, you know, some quality bonding time because it's been a minute, but we're still kicking things off with a bang, bigger than the fireworks at Sydney Harbour on New Year's Eve that should not have gone ahead, IMO. I have so much explosive goss to get through today, including a number of important life milestones... Not mine, unfortunately, that I have to update you all on. A lot happened over the holidays, from babies to weddings to engagements to divorces, and I have all the details. I've also got so much celeb gossip, you're going to want to dunk your head in a bucket full of spiders, including Abby Chatfield's love triangle with Danny Clayton and Ash Williams, more intruders who are entering the jungle and who I think is going to take home the crown of king slash queen of the jungle. Plus there's an incest love triangle slash square slash hexagon slash pentagon forming in the reality TV world with Josh Packham, Anna McAvoy, Jess Brody, Aggie Gordini, Beck Civilis and Joe Woodbury and pretty much anyone else who has ever been on reality TV and I've got all the details on that as well. I've also got news about a Love Island baby that was born over the holidays that seems to have slipped right under the radar. So I'm going to update you guys on that too. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Before we get into the nitty gritty of this episode, I've got some quick life updates from a number of reality stars. Some important milestones that took place over the holidays. Mark your diaries. Literally during the break, my entire Instagram feed was filled with people announcing exciting life events, not just from celebrities, but from my real friends as well. I was like, I swear to God, if I see one more gender reveal or engagement ring announcement, I am going to throw my phone at the fucking wall. I get it. Everyone is happy and doing amazing things and I'm just over here trying to decide if I want extra cheese on my Domino's pizza. Anyway, lots to update you on. I'm going to keep it brief, but if you want more information or images, go to my Instagram at sodramaticpodcast underscore for more details. Babies. Susie Bradley from Married at First Sight and her NRL player partner Todd Carney confirmed that they are expecting a baby boy During a very cute gender reveal, which was topped off with Todd pulling a diamond ring from his undies and getting down on one knee and popping the question to Susie. Our favourite Bachelor in Paradise couple, Mary and Connor, revealed they are having a little baby girl. And Love Island's Grant Crapp also revealed that he's having a baby with his partner, Lucy Cartwright. Engagements. Simone Ormisha from Maddie J's season of The Bachelor is now engaged to her baby daddy, Matt Thorne. Weddings. Nadine Codsey, our favourite rogue Bachelor babe, got hitched. She is full of surprises, honestly, that girl. <laughs> She's the gift that keeps on giving in my eyes. Divorces. Kim and Kanye are getting a divorce, which is news that no one wanted to hear. I think I need a whole episode to cover that. So if you want more tea on that, go to my Instagram. I'm going to be following that saga until my fingers fall off. And I encourage you all to do the same. I've created a highlight on my Instagram that's dedicated entirely to the drama of it all. So make sure that you're following along. There are some wild claims flying around already, and the rumor mill has been in overdrive speculating that the reason kim actually filed for divorce is because she found out kanye was sneaking around with youtube sensation jeffree star wow meanwhile kim is rumored to be dating american commentator van jones and rapper meek mill there are also reports that the pair have been separated and living apart for months look my new year's resolution is to know every single detail about kim and kanye's divorce we're only one week into 2020 and already Kim and Kanye are divorcing, Kanye's banging Jeffree Star and America's on the verge of a civil war. We said 2021 couldn't possibly be any worse than 2020, but then 2021 is like, hey, hold my drink, 2020. New relationships. Shana Burgess, who is our Plan A bachelorette, is now dating Megan Fox's ex and US actor Brian Austin Green. So I guess getting stuck in LA and not being able to shoot The Bachelorette was a blessing in disguise after all, because I don't know about you, but if I had to choose between Fraser Neat and Brian Austin Green, I'm going to choose BAG. Our Plan B Bachelorette, Becky Miles, also got herself a new boyfriend, or should I say old boyfriend. (laughs) She's dating an Air Force air traffic controller named James, who is actually her ex-boyfriend who she was with just before filming The Bachelorette. I have some thoughts and feelings about this, obviously, but I'll refrain. No comment. <laughs> Married at First Sight star Dan Webb also got a new girlfriend. She is stunning and a lot of you are actually concerned that she could be a minor, but I did check with Dan and he's confirmed that she's definitely 18 plus. Good to know. Narenga has officially made it out of the friend zone and debuted his new girlfriend, Shani, on New Year's Eve. They look super loved up. Love to see it. Carlin Sterrett went Instagram official with his new girlfriend, Emily Bradwell, and they look very happy together as well. Britt Hockley also hinted that she has a new boyfriend, sharing a snap of a mystery man to Instagram, which sent the rumor mill into overdrive. Bella Varelas has a new boyfriend, but... She won't tell us who he is. She just keeps dropping random hints on Instagram, sharing cute pics of them together. Oh, wait, I forgot. That was actually just a picture she stole from some Russian influencer for inspo. My bad. Another reality TV crossover, or as we like to call it on this podcast, incest. Bachelorette villain Pascal Wallace is dating bachelor babe Gemma White. They shared some exclusive pictures with So Dramatic this week, which I posted on Instagram. Go on there and check them out. That's at So Dramatic Podcast underscore. Holy shit, that was exhausting and kind of depressing. To summarize, basically everyone got a boyfriend over the holidays except me. You know that meme? All of my friends are either getting engaged, married or having babies and I'm just over here getting drunk. That is legit me. Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't usually cover influencers, but I had so many requests coming in asking me to find out who Shani Grimmins' new boyfriend is. I don't even know who she is or what she does. And I definitely don't know who her old boyfriend is, let alone her new boyfriend. But I had a very helpful spy send me in some evidence that seems to confirm who she is currently dating. She's left a few clues for us to decipher on Instagram over the last few weeks. And some of you have been closely following The Scent and were able to get to the bottom of it. His name is Jacob Tompkins. We can assume they are dating as they posted the same beat shots at the same time and in one of the pictures shared by Shani, you can see the same large hill behind her that is also featured in Jacob's post as well. And as we know by now, social media is a language and in 2021, we should all be fluent in it. So basically, they both uploaded the exact same stories and photos and the guy you can vaguely see in her images looks exactly like him. So case closed. I'm going to share the evidence on Instagram for you guys to decide for yourselves. And well done to the trusty spy who got to the bottom of that mystery. The world is a better place because of you. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have another interesting tidbit about another influencer, Kayla Itstein. I have been sent a record of her donating a whopping $25,000 to the Liberal Party of Australia from her business The Bikini Body Training Company. It was in February 2019, but I don't know why she would be donating such a large sum of money to the Liberals but it seems like an interesting piece of information I thought I may as well share with you. If anyone has any more information or explanation about this, please slide into my DMs. I'm very interested to get to the bottom of it. Oh my God, oh my God. Now for some baby news. Isabelle Grace Green from season two of Love Island has given birth to her first child on New Year's Day, a little baby girl. A close friend of the reality star turned influencer revealed the news to So Dramatic and alerted me to a screenshot that Isabella's baby daddy Dean Tahana had shared of the new bub. He captioned the sweet snap, introducing Dakota Sage, born 12 33 p.m. first of the first 21. Words cannot express how lucky I am to be blessed with another beautiful daughter. Mum and bub are doing well. Yep, we are all Capricorns. So Dean already has a daughter named Aaliyah from a previous relationship. Congrats to that cute little family. That is such beautiful news to start the year on. Oh my God. Oh my God. Lots of you have also been asking for the goss from Joe and Fraser's Ladies Night event that they were hosting in Darwin in December because there's been nothing posted by either of them about it. Well, the goss is that there is no goss because Joe, sweet Joe, too pure for this earth, Joe, did not end up attending the event. I know a lot of other outlets have been reporting that they did both attend, but I can 110% confirm that he did not. Joe told So Dramatic himself, I didn't end up making it to Darwin because I was sick. So Fraser had to attend the event alone. Now, while I was there, i.e. in his inbox, being the desperate bitch that I am, I also asked him, why he and Ellie was spotted attending the same party together in Newcastle over the holidays and he said, The girl Ellie was pictured with at the event is my housemate who is also Ellie's best mate. So we all hang out or go to the same events from time to time. We're just mates. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So Exclusive. Now, onto I'm a Celebrity, the only show that is currently on at the moment. (laughs) We are being deprived. Now, I'm going to be brave and publish an unpopular opinion. I'm not Willy Wonka and I don't sugarcoat the truth on this podcast, as you know. Now, I'm a Celeb, or should I say I'm not a Celeb? The High School Musical Edition is the most boring, lamest, corniest, cringeworthy stage show in the history known to mankind. I'm only watching it because I have to. I'm not overly excited to see any of these people. I had no idea who Tony Perrin or Mel Butter were until last week. A shame to admit that. The rest of the people I'm pretty much just neutral to. Although it is the first season that I have known more than three people going into the chunkle but I feel like I kind of know them too well, if that makes sense. I just feel like I see them all the time on other shows. Like most of them are still currently working in the media or have just recently come off shows. Give me some iconic blasts from the past celebrities or don't give me any at all, I say. And look, if Channel 10 wants me to lie and say that I love the show and you should all watch it and pretend I'm interested in this bunch of D-list celebrities, they're gonna have to start paying me. Will I continue watching? Probably. Has this show eaten into my holiday time? Yes, big time. Am I annoyed? Also, yes. Is it necessary for this show (laughs) to be on five nights a week, more than married at first sight, and consume my social life for the foreseeable future? No. Honestly, no wonder I'm still single. Homegirl can't get a single night off around here. Actually, that's harsh. Look, the first episode was okay, despite me wondering if I was watching the right show. The helicopter entry was giving me major SAS vibes, and I wasn't sure if I was on the right channel for a minute there. Then they all sculled a bottle of cheap sparkling wine right before skydiving, which I thought was a very weird flex. They all gave zero fucks about OHS, and my biggest fear is heights obviously, aside from being scared of all animals. So they would have heard me screaming in Victoria if I was on that show. I still cannot pronounce the name where this is all filmed and I've been practicing for the past seven weeks. Mwilemba? Oh my God. (laughs) But even when I say it right, it still sounds wrong. Anyway, moving on. Let's go through some of the contestants who are appearing on this season. Grant Denya. Channel 10 have dusted off Grant Denya for yet another contractually obliged gig. He seriously must have a clause in his contract that says he has to do 100 shows a year or something. He's basically <laughs> next in line to be Australia's Ryan Seacrest after Osher Ginsburg. So there's been speculation for about eight years now that Grant Daniel is going into the jungle. So it's good to see the rumors finally come to fruition. They were right after all. It just took them a while to get there. So, Grant dusted off the gold blazer he raided from the Channel 10 Dancing with the Stars wardrobe and entered the jungle. But I think he actually got confused about why he was there and he started trying to like host the show. I think he must have been going after Dr. Chris's role too. Lots of you are asking why he's in the jungle when his wife, Shezzy Danya, is pregnant. Maybe he thought, look, what's going to be easier? Three weeks in the jungle with a bunch of degraders or three weeks with a hormonal pregnant wife? He chose three weeks in the jungle. Ash Williams, fine, great. No idea who he is or what his claim to fame is, but... At least he's not currently on every single show Channel 10 has to offer. I'll allow it. We have since discovered that this man has sold sexy toe jam snaps for money. And this is actually an area of work I would like to get into. So no judgment there. He has also let gay men suck on his nipples for dollar bills. And he's let people tickle him for some moolah. I'm actually scared to think what else he's done for money that we don't know about. But I think the question here we need to ask is actually, what hasn't he done for money? He's a straight-up hustler. I went down the biggest Ash Williams rabbit hole this week, uncovering photos and videos of him doing all of the above, and it was a fun ride. The foot fetish pics were a personal fave. I've shared them on my Instagram at so dramaticpodcast underscore if you want to take a look for yourselves. Abby Chatfield. Third show in a year for Abby. That's huge. She's ticking off her bucket list very quickly, and we love to see it. Welcome back. She's going to do well on the show because as she said, there are more snakes in Bachelor in Paradise than there are in the jungle. I loved how she tried to explain the truth behind the Gemini comment from the bachelor and Channel 10 <laughs> edited out again. Like absolutely dead. So, she actually told me before that there was a whole conversation that took place between her and Matt. It wasn't just like I'm an astrophysicist, I'm a Gemini. There was a whole conversation about star signs, but they made it look like that for entertainment purposes. Anyway, she tried to clear the air again and just edited it out again. So poor Abby. I also loved how Ash said that he'd slid into her DMs and he said that she'd left him on scene. I could relate so much to this, except for the fact that I'm always the person being left on scene. Tony Perrin, what a breath of fresh air. I had no idea that Tony Perrin was the name of the woman I grew up watching on Australia's Funniest Home Videos, aka my favourite show growing up. Do not at me about not knowing who she was until now, or send me links to all the shows she's been on or songs she's sung, because E Street was well before my time, okay? Anyway, she's beautiful inside and out. We need to protect her at all costs, and in return... I want her skincare secrets. Another person we need to protect at all costs is Travis Varco. Trav, sweet Trav. Too pure for this earth, Trav. Sorry, Joe, he's stolen your title. I love to see a footy player in touch with their emotions and not afraid to show it. More of this kind of masculinity, please and thank you. Kind regards, all of Australia. Colin Fasnich. I'm gonna go easy on Colin for two reasons. Firstly, he lives in my street. And my friend used to babysit his children, so I don't want to make things awkward for myself if I ever have to bump into him at the local RSL. And secondly, he's Pete Evans' replacement, and anyone who has saved us from Pete Evans and his conspiracy mumbo-jumbo is a hero in my eyes. Jess Eva of Jess and Norm from The Block. Jess reminds me of me. When someone asked her if she's looked up how to start a fire before going into the jungle, she replied, Nah, I was just looking up leaks on who else was coming on the show vibes that is my kind of gal Paulini Paulini is a big yes from me the perfect blast from the past for this show the young divas were such a vibe I want to petition for Paulini to be the next bachelorette my heart was breaking when she said that she'd never been in love before Actually, I don't know what's worse. Never being in love before or falling in love with every fuck boy that crosses your path and breaks your heart. Take your pick. Jack Viggen, a literal angel walking on earth. He is just so sweet. I love watching him. Devastating news, though. He's currently in rehab for substance abuse. Look, I don't blame him. I would need heavy substances to get me through those Tucker trials. Let's all pray that Jack's doing okay and sending him a lot of good vibes and strength to get through that. Mel Butter. I still have no idea who Mel Butter is, but I'm sad that she left. I know I'm calling her Mel Butter, by the way. That's how I initially read her name. And then I was Googling her, wondering why nothing was showing up. And then when I realized it was Mel Buttle and that she was on The Great Australian Bake Off, there was no turning back. I loved her dry sense of humor and the fact that she was calling Tony Perrin by her full name the entire time. RIP Mel Butter. Put your birdie beetles out for Mel. Petty Fleur. All I can say is that I hope that she lives up to her name and is actually Petty AF. We stan a petty bitch on this podcast. Dipper, the former AFL star who has more balls than just the Sharon kind. He took on our feminist queen, Abby Chatfield. And I was dying because I knew that he had no idea, like, what he was getting himself into. He messed with the wrong girl. It was so weird, though, because he went from being offended about Abby wearing a bikini to doing the wop dance with her five minutes later. For those playing at home, it's wet-ass pussy. I was literally sitting there thinking, like... Are these producers smoking that Byron Bay good shit up there or what? I feel like they cut out about eight days worth of footage in between those two interactions. But anyway, moving on. By the way, these are just my personal opinions. Do not at me for thinking out loud. It's a free country for now anyway. No one at me with complaints as my complaints department who do not exist are still currently on holidays. Now onto some I'm a celeb goss. Some eagle-eyed viewers noticed that Jack Viggen had a lighter and mozzie coils on his bed. A goddamn lighter and mozzie coils in the goddamn jungle. Is this some sort of conspiracy? Pete Evans would be shaking in his organic Birkenstocks. Please explain. Former I'm a Celeb contestant Simone Holtz-Nagel actually explained this to So Dramatic this week. She said, They give you coils and the lighter was smuggled in to light the fire. They do not give you a lighter. If a campmate takes it upon themselves to smuggle in a lighter, then dot, dot, dot. Hands up in the air emoji, she wrote. And they aren't total assholes. They give you mozzie spray, hand sanitizer and deodorant in the jungle. You can also smoke and vape, but not in the camp. You have to go to the talkie and ask for a vape break. We weren't allowed cigarettes in South Australia. So a showrunner would come and get you and take you outside to the medic hut and sat with an anti-poaching guard and you only have 10 minutes. And then you go back in the gate. Wow, I feel like I've been played for a fool. Fool us once, Channel 10, shame on you fool us twice shame on us isn't this meant to be torture braving the elements of the harsh australian wilderness no matter the repercussions or lawsuits that may ensue look the whole thing sounds like a goddamn conspiracy to me a stage production and we've been taken for a goddamn ride This week, I was inundated with questions asking WTF is going on with Abby Chatfield, Ash Williams, and Danny Clayton. There is a strange love triangle forming, and I was asking myself the same questions. How can she be dating them both at the same time? Many of you were asking. Well, I have the answer. Before I'm a Celebrity, Abby was dating Danny Clayton and doing the whole long-distance thing. Now, a friend of Danny's has dished the details about their relationship to So Dramatic, saying... Yes, they were definitely dating, but Danny didn't want anyone to know that they were anything more than friends. So much so that he actually asked her not to put anything about him on her social media, which is why they were both adamantly denying that they were dating when rumors started to swell. The reason was because he didn't want his serious media reputation to be tarnished. Abby was obviously a little bit devoured. She was super keen on him and was hoping something would eventuate between them. So then she goes into the jungle and hooks up with Ash. Side note, let me just make it very clear that Abby and Ash didn't have sex in the jungle. Last time I said Abby hooked up with someone, I got in big, big trouble. But look, in my world, hook up means kiss. Apparently for some people, it means sex. I haven't dated anyone in about two years, so I don't even know what the correct lingo is these days. I'm so out of the loop, it's not even funny. Anyway, Abby and Ash kissed and dry humped in the jungle. Yes, an actual rumble in the jungle. The friend continues, Ash was super into her and was expecting to continue things with her after the jungle. However, Abby had immediately gone back to Danny once the show ended. Danny still didn't want people to know that they were together. So he told her to say that they were just friends and to not post anything on her social media. Then they were papped at Bondi Beach and Danny was not happy. Man, those damn paps. They always know where everyone is going to be at the exact right time. Bloody clever, aren't they? Now, I've also spoken to a friend of Ash's who says... Ash came out of the jungle, hoping something serious was going to happen between him and Abby. He really liked her and was completely blindsided to find out that she'd gone back to Danny. Ash is still hoping that something might blossom between him and Abby, even though at the moment they're just friends. Abby wants to date them both and can't choose. I think she's just keeping Ash as a second option, though, in case nothing happens with Danny. Basically, Ash had no idea she was seeing someone else before the show and then was even more shocked when she dropped him like a hot sack of shit. Ouch. Further to this, interestingly, during Sunday night's season premiere, Abby went into the jungle with the mindset of steering clear of potential flings. She said, I'm not getting involved in love on TV ever again. <laughs> I guess the lesson here, kids, is never say never. Never. Now, everyone wants to know who the hell wins this thing. Sportsbet has Grant Denyer as the favourite at $2.25 and Tab has him as the favourite as well at $1.60. Look, from my experience in this game, I've been around a long time, Sportsbet are never wrong. Tab never lies. But as Nadine Codsey would say, gamble responsibly. Let's not forget Grant Denyer actually won the gold Logie when he wasn't even on TV. He's like a cat with nine lives, as we know. So in my eyes, Grand Dania can only win this thing if he gets evicted from the show and Tom Gleason starts campaigning for him to win. I've also heard that Abby Chatfield, Tony Perrin, Jess Eva and Travis Varko also make the top five. Abby has also been telling friends that she makes the top three which is surprising as there were claims circulating last year that she was the first to be evicted from camp. But she let it slip on Instagram this week that she was actually in the jungle for three and a half weeks and that's the entire duration of filming. So that's a very telling clue. She also dropped another clue on Instagram this week. She accidentally revealed who all of the contestants entering the jungle were because she'd followed them all in order on Instagram before they'd even been announced. Producers would not be happy with her dropping all these hints left, right and center. We didn't come down in the last shower, Abby. Naughty, naughty. Some devastating news for us. There are obviously no foreign celebrities this year due to COVID. So no Lindsay Lohan, sad face emoji, But I have heard that we are getting more intruders next week. Apparently the Gogglebox boys, Simon and Adam, are still going into the jungle, although they are still denying it, but I guess they have to do that. Watch this space. I have a quick beauty scoop for you guys before we get into today's juicy segment. I have an important PSA about a product I just cannot get enough of and I want to share it with you. It's the Cora Organics Turmeric Brightening and Exfoliating Mask. I heard about it on an episode of the Beauty IQ Uncensored podcast, so I knew I just had to give it a try. For those of you who don't know, Cora Organics is Miranda Kerr's skincare line. And look, if it's good enough for Miranda Kerr, it's good enough for Megan Pistetto, and it's good enough for you too. Now, the reason I'm so obsessed with this mask is because it's a two-in-one product which means it does not one, but two things at once, which also means it's perfect for busy women like you and me. It's an organic formula designed to revitalize brighten, and smooth skin in just one easy step to decongest and detox pores, refine skin texture, and promote healthy cell renewal in just five to 15 minutes. It contains turmeric, papaya enzymes, rosehip seeds, and peppermint, and will leave you looking and feeling like a Victoria's Secret model. Take my word for it. I love switching up my face mask game, and this is the first time I had actually tried an exfoliating mask, and I instantly noticed a huge difference in my skin, which felt like brand new after. You can find over 250 beauty brands, including Cora Organics at adorebeauty.com.au, and you can also check out that interview with Miranda Kerr on the Beauty IQ Uncensored podcast. This is bad behaviour. Everybody calm down. It's the case for the FBI? So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week, guys. I'm back at it again. I finished 2020 off with a bang with a huge investigation into Love Island's Josh Packham and Anna McAvoy's breakup. And whilst I did think that it was case closed, I think I even said that it was case closed. It seems that some things just don't want to be left in 2020. They want to carry on and seep into 2021, just like the coronavirus. It seems that some things are not so easy to shake off. Taylor Swift lied to us all. So last episode, I conducted a full-blown CSI espionage investigation into Josh and Anna's split that has since turned sour It involved a very long anonymous email I received and quite a few scandalous claims from multiple people. Go back and listen to that episode now if you haven't already before proceeding past go and collecting your $200. It is titled Summer Series Real Housewives Drama FYI. Now more details have landed on my desk about this over the break. And I need to update you all on this petty, ever-unfolding saga, because let's be honest, that's what we're all here for. Now, further to the piping hot tea I dished on this in the last investigation, more people from both camps have come forward confirming the details that were in that explosive, anonymous email to me. One of them even gave me more details about Anna's relationship with The Bachelorette's Aggie before Love Island. They said... Anna actually texted Aggie while she was on the plane flying out to film the Love Island series. She told him that she loved him and that no one would ever replace the bond that they shared and she hoped he would be waiting for her when she got back. Now we all know that Anna didn't do as such, she came back with a boyfriend Josh, so that's gotta hurt. Another source dished more dirt on why Anna and Josh split. They said, Anna was crazy obsessed with Josh and she could be a little bit controlling at times. She was hoping they would get engaged soon and she had even shown her friends the ring she wanted and dropped some huge hints to Josh, but he obviously wasn't ready to take the next step in their relationship just yet. When his brother Luke got engaged, that was the final straw that broke the camel's back Basically, Anna was cut that it wasn't her getting engaged and started putting more pressure on Josh to propose and even told her friends that she was going to give him an ultimatum. Now, I previously reported that since splitting from Josh, Anna did reunite with Aggie and the pair have been dating again. I also reported that things seem to have ended between them and now I know why. Aggie is dating Love Island star b- who he was also sleeping with at the same time he was sleeping with Anna. Anna found out about it and was not a happy Jan. So that's why things ended between those two. Drama with a capital D. I've also been sent photos of Aggie on a date with a mystery woman. So it seems like Aggie is single and ready to mingle and not in short supply of dates. Possibly our very first super spreader of 2021. Mark your diaries. Now some tea about Josh. It was also reported on this podcast that The Bachelor's Beck had dumped The Bachelorette's Shannon for Josh and that they were dating. However, I can now reveal that in a bizarre turn of events, a shocking twist that no one saw coming, Josh has since dumped Beck for another batchy babe, none other than Jess Brody. A number of eagle-eyed, so dramatic listeners have also noticed this blossoming romance over the holiday period and sent me screenshots of them both leaving flirty comments and liking all of each other's photos on Instagram. Great detective work. You've all been promoted to CIA levels. Great job. One Bachelor contestant dished the details, saying, Josh met Jess Brody when she was visiting from Sydney during the Bachelor in Bondi weekend. They continued talking over DMs after and things have developed quickly between them. Josh started to realize that he was more into Jess than he was with Beck, so he dumped Beck and started seriously pursuing things with Jess. Now... Let's not forget that Jess was also spotted out on a date with Joe Woodbury from Ellie Miles' season of The Bachelorette during the same weekend. So incest runs wild in the world of reality TV, as we know. So there's literally a love, a love square, maybe even a love hexagon. I need Pythagoras' theorem to work it all out, to be honest. It's like an incest merry-go-round. You really could not make this shit up if you tried. And my head is hurting thinking about it all. Multiple people saw Jess and Josh on a night out together, looking all loved up and have reported back to me. And since then, they've both been liking all of each other's social media posts and talking every day, I hear. Another close friend to the Josh and Jess camp has dished even more details on their blossoming romance, saying they are super into each other and are exclusively dating. Josh is even considering moving back to Melbourne again to see where things go with them, as it's hard being unable to see each other with the border restrictions at the moment. (sighs) Almost done, guys. (laughs) Almost at the end of a very long investigation. In regards to Beck being dumped and replaced with another batchy babe, the insider reveals, Beck was completely blindsided by Josh. She was really into him and thought things were getting serious between them, But obviously Josh didn't have as strong feelings. She was furious because she dumped Shannon for Josh after having two guys to choose from and then she was essentially left with no one. So it was a massive blow to her ego. She's been bitching about it to anyone who will listen and couldn't wait to get out of Sydney over the holidays and go to Byron to forget about it all. Good morning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. Until next time, on Tuesday, I've got a special interview that has been burning a hole in my pocket for quite a while now. It's some explosive Dr. Dre shit, and I don't say that lightly. You guys are seriously gonna have your brains blown out of your head, just a warning, so you can get your OHS equipment out of storage and ready over the weekend. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review five stars only of course and please keep sharing so dramatic around more than josh aggie beck jess anna bianca shannon and every other reality star in this country shares themselves around the reality tv world please post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the episode on instagram facebook twitter tiktok linkedin grinder OnlyFans, etc etc Think of it as charity work. Think of it as giving back to the community. Be generous, giving people in 2021. I know you all have it in you. Every little bit counts. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. See you next Tuesday. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. So Dramatic with Megan Faceto.